Let me tell you about this dream. Last night, I got a knock on the door. And this perfect gentleman asked me, do you want a ride? And everything within me was saying, say yes, say yes. I said, sure, yes, I want a ride. There are only two seats in the engine. There are no doors, no roof, no trunk, no front hood. None of that. It's just two seats and the engine. Do you still want to ride? Yes, I'll ride. Okay. The seats are very close that we're going to be shoulder to shoulder. I know you're a single woman. And many may think that I'm pursuing you or we have something going on. That's not true. Do you care if anyone think that way? No, I don't. You still want to ride? I was like, sure. I get in the car. It was just like he said it. Shoulder to shoulder. Nothing but an engine and two seats and a stern wheel. We get down one block. There's a grizzly bear breaking a plate. Just threw a plate down at a tantrum. Didn't even look over at us. Went down the block after that. Another grizzly bear threw down a plate. The same as the first one. Had a tantrum but couldn't do anything about it. They went down the next block. This is the third bear. A grizzly sitting on his tail and he threw a plate down. And he's wearing blue glass plates. He threw it down. Got angry. All three bears did the same thing. But they didn't look at us. Didn't even attempt to. And all this perfect gentleman could do is look through the rear view mirror to see. Is she embarrassed to be with me? Do she care about what people say or think that she's shoulder to shoulder beside me as a single woman? I'm looking out the window. I thought I saw the bears and I'm smiling. Then all of a sudden I keep looking in the rear view mirror to find this perfect gentleman keeps staring at me. Not even looking at the road, just looking at me. Then all of a sudden I went from sitting beside this perfect gentleman to now sitting in a back seat. Whoa, you just added in two seats. I'm looking around like, what just happened here? And this perfect gentleman was saying, in his heart, our hearts were talking. She had no idea I was about to do that. I'm looking to see her response due to what I'm doing. I'm adding to her life. It's right here. It's right here. I'm about to do it. I'm about to do it. Look, look, look. Watch her expression. Watch the amazement on her face. Watch how she becomes so amazed, so enlightened, so excited. Look at the amazement on her face. And I'm looking around like, wow, I just appeared in the back seat on a row you just added. Then I start looking around. Them two seats and that stern wheel became a truck. And I'm looking around like all these things are appearing. I'm like, is this real? I'm filling the window. Is this a real glass? You know, filling, you know, is this really hard? Is this a seat? This real seat, seat belts? Because it wasn't what he said at first. 
He didn't say anything about adding. He just said, you want to come? Sure. It looks like this. Do you steal? Yes. Being next to me, people going to think that you're with me. They're going to think that we're, we're a couple. I'm pursuing you. I know you're a single woman. Do you care what they think? No. Went from me sitting beside him so closed up, hugged up, to being in the back seat. He added in the window, trunk, hood, another set of wheels. And all of a sudden, the interior became so luxurious, it became Burberry. It became Burberry. The seatbelts became Burberry. You know, the side piece became Burberry. And you know, Burberry has a very good pattern. And I was like, okay, this truck nice. <laughs> and he's looking at me, never took his eyes off. And then he asked me, can I be your permanent driver? Doing things like this? Of course you can. And but I just say, sure you can. Can I take you where I want to take you? Sure. Like, do you trust me? Behind the wheel? Sure. Can I take the wheel? And keep the wheel? And drive you wherever I want to take you that you're going to actually want to go? Yeah. Can I blow your mind? Can I have things to appear in your life? Can I add into your life? Can I bless you? That's what he's saying. Can I bless you? Can I multiply you? Can I have you to replenish the earth? Can I show you what I was trying to really show the Israelites a land flowing with milk and honey? Can I show you what that is like? Do you trust me to be that? To be your driver? That means if I'm the permanent driver, that means you must stay behind me and follow where I'm taking you. No matter if I leave you in a dark room, you trust me that everything's okay because you know you're in the room with me. Even when the room is dark, you still feel with light to light up the room with your faith. Can I be your permanent driver? And you already know where it's going. The perfect gentleman is our Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. Never took his eyes off of me. Knowing that he's about to add in and I did not even see it coming. But expecting things to come to pass. When I got that knock on the door, had I said, who are you? I don't know you, mister. And closed the door because he disguised himself at first. I would have missed the visitation. Just like the five women that went about to go get the oil. And as soon as they left, he came. He was purposely speaking a point, a message, giving us a heads up. It don't matter what it looked like. I know you don't have no more oil. I know that you weren't even thinking about getting another set as the other five. But you got to be so desperate for this visitation. You got to be so desperate for the manifestation. You got to be so desperate for what I have for you that you would not get in your own way.
You got to be so desperate for me to show up because you're preparing all this time to receive what I'm about to show out in your life with. I'm about to show out. Don't leave. Don't walk away. Don't waver. Don't stagger. Don't. I know it don't look like it. I know you'll be up at night. I know. I know. I got you. I got you. That's what he's saying to us. I got you. I know you're saying the truth for the very first time. For those who are receiving the truth for the first time. It's nothing like thinking something that was and is actually not. That's my testimony. And walked into a visitation with Christ that day, September 2020. And I'm going to tell you, this is how you know what you're perceiving from what reality. Because if you're walking by faith, then the reality of doubt is present around you. If you're walking in patience, then the reality is surrounding you with anxiousness. If you're thinking about, you know, even the opposite. If you're staggering, then patience is going to be around. Assurance is going to be around. If you're walking in a lie, then the truth is going to be around. Whatever the reality is around, it's because you're perceiving the opposite reality. So if we're perceiving God's reality, everything that's not God's way of doing it is positioned before us. And sometimes the earthly reality can talk so well because we used to operate under that way of living. That way of doing things. But we notice that it doesn't work. It's just a, you know, not even a substitute. It's just a cover. A coat. That don't even last long. Lies don't last long. Even a person who's a liar, don't, it doesn't last long. Eventually you're going to want to stop lying because many ain't going to want to be around you and believe what you got to say. A gossiper, it don't last long. Because when all the words run out of you gossiping about everything, then you're going to start realizing that you're being gossiped about because you gossip so much. Even lusting, being greedy, those things don't last long. To everything that lasts long, there is no law. Money can't even buy. And it's free. And it's more valuable than anything. Love is free. And it's more valuable than anything. It covers all things. Peace is free. You don't have to work for peace. Joy. How many times you thought it was something that wasn't? And many of our preparations are different. Some of you may be surrounded by others who's praying with you and helping you through it. And there are some that God will just have you come alongside with him and just 
And sometimes you'll be wanting that, you know, that extra. But God gives us according to how he granted us to be here. So my life is set up where I have to only get it from him if I got to release the people because I can't give you words from me or somebody else's personal opinion. I got to get it straight from the source so he's going to have me come away a lot. Just like whatever your purpose is, you doing that and your one can do that. No one can do that. No one can do that like you can. You don't have to be taught how to do what your purpose to do. So free that you can do it in your sleep. Hallelujah. So serious. For people that are experiencing the truth for the first time, receiving words of comfort. And for those who standing on God's truth are receiving also words of comfort. But it may not look like it, Sound like it. Hold on. At any time. And it's always when we don't even see it coming. We are very close. We are right there at the point of no return. To the old way of thinking, feeling, encountering, experiencing anything. Because we return back to our original state. Populating with our authority. During this time, communication is very important. You got to be careful about the words or the activities and the motives that you choose or I choose to be entertained by. Because even if you know something's going on and you know how it's going on and you know it's because of God, you cannot lie as if you don't know. When you do know, that makes you a liar. That's why God said to me, if it's not for you to talk about it, Quenisha, then don't say nothing. Because we can't lie. We can't lie about anything. How many times we pretended something or lied about something that we know it wasn't true? We can look somebody dead in the face and act like we don't know something that we really do. We can speak out of our emotions and say the opposite because we feel in some kind of way. Then we calm down. It's very important to only believe the way how you perceive me and my gifting, my anointing, how I'm crafted is because how I'm created to be here. I am very expressive. 
Because there are some people who never expressed before who are going to need that pacifier. Who are going to need that pat on the back. Everything's okay. Some people been through so much. And they're not going to tell you. Some of us at home right now got things on our mind, but we don't want to tell the members in the family. We don't want them to panic or think that we are panicking. But while everybody's sleeping at night, some of us are up talking to God and praying, God, get us through this. You ever been on a job and it looked like the person who hired you, you know, they doing really well and you bringing a business in because you do a great job performance. But they all, all they can do is just say, thank you, you do good. But you will feel more appreciated if they give you extra funds. Show me your appreciation. Because it seems like they're getting what they want. But yet you're still pressing to receive to be where you want to be. Further than where you currently are. But you don't want to be disrespectful. You just want to keep being patient. But some of the jobs, it'd be like, it's a, you know, a standstill. Nothing is happening. And that's why we got to communicate as families under the, you know, the same roof in the home. It's not just for the husband to think about or the wife to talk to him. The whole family have to know what's going on every time. We want to know what's going on with you. We got to be honest with each other. Sometimes we just together doing the good things like going out, having outings, restaurants and parks and theme parks. And, you know, we can sit there and play games or charades and all these things. But we really have to communicate. You're always on your phone. And some husbands feel like, you know, they at work more than at home. And some feel like they have to be in order for the bills to get paid. But those are not your bills. It's not your responsibility. Your responsibility is to only believe God. Come to God in prayer and going that when you go and knowing that when you go to God, he already asked you already heard you before you call. The only way we can move God is to speak to him regarding how he speaks. Release his words back at him. And the way how he released them unto us. With power, with might, not with weakness and Staggering. I know you can do this, but will you do this? Hallelujah. Many of us in the home and we order people around. I said hot tea, not cold tea. Darn. Hey, I sent you five minutes ago to give me some. Where you at? I said a croissant, not a biscuit. Can't get nothing right. Turn the phone this way. Position this side of my face. Get it right. And God is saying the reason why I keep positioning opportunities in front of you. To keep feeling like no one can get it right. Because I want you to see that you're not behaving right. You're not acting right. You're not acting appropriately. Because I don't order any of you around. 
So many of us feel like we've been hurt by people. And when they come to God and say, forgive me, God, we want to beat them over the head. No, you're going to feel what I feel. Even on a job, I'm not going to cut you no slack. You know what I went through to get through this position? You're going to go through just as much as I do. Just as much as I went through. But their ceiling became your floor. To be Christ-like is to know that your labor paved the way for them to freely walk in. That's not what any black activists have said. Because of me now, you can do this. Because I did this, you won't just get this free. You got to do a hot skip and a jump. You got to fast 50 days and 40 nights. We have to communicate much more. You'll be amazed what's in people's hearts when you start talking and communicating. It eliminates misunderstandings. Pretending like everything okay when it's not. Put on a smile, put on a show. Get together and just talk about whatever. And honest, when honesty is present, that's when Holy Spirit is able to freely move. Because Holy Spirit is a spirit of truth. Can't come together lying about stuff. I'm all right. That's always the answer. I'm all right. And respond. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. I was, I'm good. I am good. Good on top of good. We know you're good. But the way how we respond... You know, how would the good come out? I'm good. Like, you ain't got to ask that. You understand? How are you? Blessed and highly favored. Whole time, hard to say, Father, what must I do? It may seem like those around you are elevating and you at a standstill. The only reason it seemed that way because you have to see a different reality. You can't look at what you're going through from the place that is happening. You got to see it higher than that. Because looking at a problem from a point of view, I mean, of a, a point, excuse me, of a problem, looking at a problem on the level of a problem, thank you, Holy Spirit, it's never going to get solved. So seeing the tribulations and looking at them in the way that you ought not to look at them from a different point of view than how God have it, you're still going to receive that reality. And sometimes we just seem like we're just marching along the way, like we are actually in the wilderness. Like, my God, walking the green mile. We just walking and walking. We making it. We making it. We got through this one. All right, God, you got us through this one. That's not how God wants us to live. That's how the world wants us to live. That we can just get by. Barely making it. But still got a powerful praise. But I'm barely making it. 
I got words of songs that can't be contained. I got to dance for years to shut the enemy up. But I'm barely making it. I'm dragging. When we stagger and waver and doubt, we drag. Our believing must come up higher. So if things around you that seem like nothing is happening, it's because you are believing. Don't stop believing. And when you start doubting, the realities of believing going to be present. That's how you know what you're perceiving or I'm perceiving due to what reality is trying to come up on you opposite towards the one that you perceive from or I perceive from. So you got to know that you know that you know that you must continue to hold on. Everything is what God say it is. And it's okay to go to God and ask. To me, it looked like nothing what God was saying was actually true. And I went to God again. I don't want to be that woman that's tripping God. I've been down that road before. I tripped for four and a half years. Regarding being out of position, period, which was four plus years I don't want to go through being out of position anymore. Everything that I'm perceiving, is it because you're saying it? God say believe. He only said one word. Not yes. Not what you think, Quenisha. Of course. No, believe. That's saying that don't switch up. Steadfast. Keep on. Persevere. Endure. You advance to endure. You are assured to endure. Equipped to endure. Prosperous to endure. And during these times, many of us, you know, we're just quiet, alone, a little down, trying to find substitutes. Let me fix something else to eat. Let me find something to do. Let me watch a movie. Let me go outside. Let me go for a drive. Let me go for a run at the park. I just don't want to sit and think about what it looked like in front of me when I know I'm from a different reality. I believe what you say, God, but it doesn't feel good to... You know, see the opposite trying to come upon me so much. Many of us want to just stay in the bed and ball up. Or we just try to fake it to make it. You good? I'm good. But whole time you like, Father, if this cup pass over me. Let this cup pass over me. Move it over me. But never forget, nevertheless. You're being stretched because he's showing us due to, you know, opportunities that's provided before us, pretty much put your money where your mouth is. Put your faith where your mouth is. Put your faith where your heart is. Put your faith where your demonstration is. Concerning who I am to you, prove it. 
So the realities of this world that's opposite and contrary to what you believe in God for, it's going to speak louder. Prove it. You crying? Prove it. You worried? Prove it. You sad and prove it. You're actually supposed to be doing the opposite than that. Supposed to be praising, giving thanks. Especially when you don't feel like it. So what is it that you have to know something to give a praise? You have to encounter something to give a praise. How about you already aware of the outcome? Stop worrying about income. I am your source of income. And I'm also your source of your outcome. God says nothing wrong with having a job. But if it's purposeful, meaning that if you're on your purpose at a job, because many of us are purpose to be, you know, with a company. And there are some of us who's, you know, there just for a season or time. But no matter what the two, the difference are, we still have to do it unto God. Can't complain. Cannot complain. God answers the heart before the mouth quick. Because what a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So if doubt in my heart, then I'm, I'm a doubter. If I'm not believing, I'm an unbeliever. What you feel in your heart, that's what you really go by. The heart never lies. We have a full brain, midbrain, and hindbrain. And a subconscious is stored between the midbrain and the hindbrain. And a subconscious, it stores all the information that we have ever received since we were able to comprehend. Period. But when we live from a different reality, we embrace the information that's stored there differently. For an example, your subconscious will always remember what happened to you. And when we forgive, the people or the things that took place is still there as a memory, but the response to it now is different. So the way I feel regarding it is different and I think differently towards it. It's not the same thought or feeling that I get that I had before I move forward, but it's still there as a memory due to a testimony. When God said he remember our sins no more, we're no longer held accountable for our actions. The moment that we did the deed that shouldn't have been done. And the words say God chastised those he loved. And when we repent, we no longer held accountable for that chastisement. So when we forgive people, when we move past and move forward, the information is there because of the reason why you choose to move forward. And that brings God's glory.
Our testimony is from the things that God has done. That's what brings him the glory. His helping hand in the midst of it. When we needed the grace, the mercy, the favor, the strength, the might. God say, walk light, Quenisha. In your mission, as you go out here, you walk light. Just like the disciples did. Because when you walk light, it positions you to release heavy. But when you walk heavy, it positions you to release light. Because you have to remember your commission to be on a mission to release me. I am the miracle signs and wonders that are following you. It comes from me. It comes by me. So if you're walking around with everything that you think you need to have in order to accomplish, then where is the need for me to even release my goodness that only I can release? Because it can only come from me. The disciples carried very light because that means that when they went out, they were only depending on God to show up. Like Christ said to God, Father, I thank you. He thanked them before he multiplied and released that miracle because Christ came with his faith and God demonstrated due to Christ's faith. Whatever we measure to God, he measured back to us in a greater measure. We have to see God for real as to who he really is for real and not for play unaware that is actually play. Because when he have these opportunities positioned before us, many of us are giving off a different sound. And we know the answer. We know that when before breakthrough come, it may seem a little challenging. If we know that you're, you're feeling challenged or seeing a lot of difficulty, then you know you're facing breakthrough. So give praise instead. If we know that, then how come when it come upon us, we give a different sound as if we forgot? Only way, we could, only way we, be, we can become frustrated, the only way we can become frustrated is if we try to give off the same that we did before on a new level. It has to come up higher. Your believing got to come up higher. It may be the same type of opposition or the same type of difficulty, but it's on a higher level. It may seem like it's much more troublesome because it requires much more of your believing. God wants us to know that we know that we know that we know that he is in control. He's not going to let us be without, be on the streets. The way how God had me to raise my son, the way how he had me to, and I couldn't believe it. My son said to me at what, seven or eight, if it happened to us, we may not understand why, but if it did, it's because God wanted it to. Okay, son. Show your ride. <laughs> and God said to me, Quenisha, it's time to, you know, give him more responsibility. He don't want to tell you, but sometimes you can baby him. He's not a baby anymore. 
Sometimes you may have to go somewhere overnight. He's fine. His father is near. Your mother's near. You told him what to do. He don't touch what he's not supposed to touch. He don't do anything without asking you first. I may not have him to go with you everywhere, every time. Give him some more responsibility. That's what he wants from you, but he's not going to say it because he respects and honors you so much. You don't have to follow him everywhere he go. To the bus stop and all those. He's 15. Don't handicap your child. Don't label your child. Don't miss uh, due to a misprint. Don't label your child due to a misprint, God said to me. He was born very early due to, I told you guys I was hit with a, by a drunk driver. I was pregnant, leaving my baby shower. and He was in the hospital for like six months. He had so many surgeries. Heart went to zero about five times. About six blood transfusions and all kinds of surgeries as an infant straight out the womb. And he was like, I don't think this baby going to make it. And if he do make it, he's going to have a lot of problems. Especially with his, his mental state. Because he keep, you know, his heart keep dropping. We got to keep reviving him. And every time you revive, you have to reprogram the child's brain. And his brain not even fully developed. His bones aren't even fully developed. We don't have no equipment for his size, but we're making it work for him. And I see so much improvement. And then I realize, I'm not going to say what you want me to say regarding my child. I got to say what God want me to say. To see God's results regarding my child. Because even though I was speaking words of life, I was still treating him like, you know, he couldn't do for himself. And he want to say so much, mom, I got it. And sometimes he did. I got it, mom. I got it. Thank you. And there's nothing more frustrating than for someone to keep having you feel like you can't do things that you know you can do. Don't put me in no box. I don't care what the world say. I don't care about no misprint. I don't care about no label. I've been justified. Aren't I here? Everything they said that wouldn't happen. Isn't it <laughs> being what God say? They didn't think I was going to make it this far. Look how healthy I am. Took me forever to gain weight. And look at me. Do it look like what I've been through? No. That's what God was saying. Don't treat him like what he's been through. He want more responsibility. He wants to be, you know, a 15-year-old teenager. Don't treat him like he's seven and eight. Don't talk to him like a baby. Don't treat him like a baby. He gets it. He got it well. He's brilliant. He's too smart for his own good. He take that from you. Because I would never forget, I used to daydream a lot in kindergarten. I mean, in um, second grade. And the teacher was concerned. And she called my mother. Is something going on in the home because your daughter keeps zooming out, daydreaming a lot? And the thing is, it's because I knew I wasn't from here. 
God was talking to me very young about what's to do here, how to be. Never forget that. Like Eli was calling on, he was calling on Samuel, Hannah's son. He was calling on him. I mean, no, excuse me. Samuel thought that he was. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Three times, God always do things in threes. Like in a dream, he showed me three grizzly bears. And Eli kept saying, that's not me calling. Then Eli realized that's God calling him. I had so many encounters like that as a little girl. I got so used to God's reality. Even though I try to get caught up in the world, it wasn't that, you know, I had no choice. I made a decision. That's why it's so important to be around people that's, you know, in fellowship and be around, you know, teenagers. At that time, it wasn't no teenagers doing what I was doing in church and all of that. Walking with God and all that. I mean, around my neighborhood at the time, you know, in my complex. Now they got, you know, teens, you know, meeting, you know, impact and all these great things they got for ch children. I wasn't, you know, a cheerleader a lot, you know, but it wasn't about God. It was just like we cheering for the community. It wasn't, oh, let's get together and pray. And I'll never forget. It had me puzzled at seven years old. That's why I daydreamed a lot. Because I was trying to wonder, how did I get here? If I'm created from heaven, and I read the passage that Satan and the, demon, and the angels at the time, demons now, got kicked out into the earth. And I was like, is that why I'm here? Did I get kicked out with them? I'm not even aware. Am I from them? Am I a descendant of Satan? Am I a descendant of a demon? Is that why I'm here? I'm supposed to be at home. Why am I here? I asked my best friend at the time. We were riding our bikes. I couldn't, I know I couldn't get it. Why are we, how we get here? Please don't tell me we got kicked out. God, wait until I was old, old enough, excuse me, to understand. Old enough to understand. These days, you can't put nothing past nobody. <laughs> Seriously. People will blow your mind. I'm starting to see it. <laughs> right where I go. So much talent and giftings. Everywhere. Everybody has purpose on the inside. And desires to fulfill them. But some people thinking. What I like is not going to pay the bills. So I'm just going to do what will. Not even aware. That your purpose. And God is your provider. Release into your life. So much. Far beyond a basic paycheck. 
Some of us think, oh, we got 50,000, 60,000. You know, we good right now. Oh, yeah, we good. Oh, I'm, oh we all right. We all right right now. Oh, we, we good. You know, we good. We ain't, you know, we ain't, we ain't bad. You know, we good. We good. We can receive more, but, you know, we straight. We straight. You know, we got 60,000. You know, we straight. We straight. And God's like, you know how much more than that I want to bring into your life that I am going to bring to your life? Please hold things loosely. Many of us don't. We have to. And the thing about it is, it's not a force. It's not a force. It's a choice. It's always a choice to make. How much you want of God, how much you go through what it takes to receive that development spiritually. Hallelujah. So I got on here quickly to say, let's communicate better. Because what I just seen in a dream last night, Christ moving like that. Adding things while I'm right there. There are times when we about to receive a breakthrough that we just feel the peace within us. And we feel so good about it. And hold it like the thing is, let me tell you. 2020 September. It was doing a shutdown. And here go God. Using Holy Spirit to say something good's about to happen to you. And I got my, you know, I'm like, oh, something good. I'm like, okay, let me get my cigarettes and, you know, smoke for this. I'm going to smoke on this one. I'm so excited. My cigarettes. You know, what my drink at? What my 1800? What my tequila? I can get some tequila for this. No vodka for this. Something good happening to me? Good. I can use some good. I done celebrated and everything the wrong way. <laughs> playing all kind of music in here. I something good. What was I playing? It's about to be a party on and all this dancing in my living room by myself. Like something good about to happen to me? Yes. Out of position so much and still got to dance. Like something good happened. But then there are times when you feel like, you know, something good happening. But, you know, it don't feel good to feel like this. It may feel like, you know, very heavy to push through to the other side of the breakthrough. And I'm going to tell you why it feels like that. Because if you're out of position, the things that are in position are around you and you can proceed from that reality. You can always proceed from what is good because good are the eternal things. So even though I was doing sinful things, you know, in the wrong marriage and, you know, just dancing, cigarette, you know, tequila, all that. Angels still there. Christ still there. God still there. Holy Spirit still on the inside. Holy Spirit told me on the inside. <laughs> Something good about to happen to you. And the thing about it is, is that it felt so good because I was out of position. But now that I'm in position, I got to stir myself up to know that it may not feel good, but it working out for my good to push past to the other side of this thing. Hallelujah. So the opposite is always present to what we perceive. If you're walking in faith, doubt is around. Walking in doubt, faith is around. You slow to speak, things that cause you to be so quick to just mouth off, be around. So 
Sometimes God be like, don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't talk to them that way. Don't, 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 don't. Didn't I say don't talk to them? No, you have to love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you don't love them, then how do you love me? You have not yet seen. Don't talk to them like that. And sometimes we say, God, forgive me. I shouldn't have said it. I was trying to tell you beforehand. You didn't want to listen to me. You just had to speak in the flesh. Just had to please your flesh for that very moment. Now you're feeling convicted. I try to stop you from feeling convicted. Hallelujah. I can feel that many people are finding things to do so they won't sit around and mope around. But just continue to steadfast. Give a praise. Continue to pray. Communicate with people in the home. If you live at home by yourself, you know who to reach out to. Let people speak into your spirit and not speak into your flesh. Hallelujah. It's so amazing that every time Christ you know, descended from the kingdom and appeared after he was, you know, resurrected. He always came and appeared in the flesh, going back and forth from heaven like that in the flesh. The only piece of flesh in the kingdom until the day of Pentecost, he exit out when he released the comfort upon them. Now they got the spirit of truth. Now I can exit out this body and be in my spirit, which is true. And put this shell up until I get back in it again to receive them back home where they belong. It's so amazing that God put his body away. Very sacred and just, oh God. I got to find out more, but I think I'm going to find out when I get home once I finish my assignment here. How did you put up the body and what was it in? And did anybody in the kingdom can walk past like it's a, you know, uh, what you call it? Um, museum, you know, piece of model. Memorial thing. Or did you just put it up somewhere, God, where only you know? I am so eager to find that out. Because I thought that Christ was, you know, descending I mean, excuse me, yeah, descending from the kingdom a lot that when he, whenever he showed up, he just appeared. No one was seeing him descend, but they saw him ascend. But whenever he came from the kingdom and appeared somewhere, you know, in the flesh like that. You didn't disappear. Oh, I'm in home in the spirit and I'm going to go in the flesh. No. He was in the kingdom like that until the day of Pentecost. Isn't that amazing? Walking around in the flesh like that. Until the day of Pentecost. Every time you came back to visit each disciple, you came back in the flesh. Especially even when you got up, you said, don't touch me, not yet. I have not yet been to my father. Came back again. Thomas, feel this. This where the nail was, feel it. 
You can't feel that on the spirit. There wouldn't be no hole in the spirit. He came in the flesh. At the seaside in the flesh. So many encounters he came back in the flesh. He said, I will go prepare a place for you and I'll release a comforter. So that means that when I release the comforter, you won't see me in that way again. Next time you see me, I'm going to receive you back home. And that's exactly what happened since the day of Pentecost. He's with us, but he doesn't come the way how he was coming after he rose. So amazing. And the angels that's with us every day, just eating from heaven and receiving things from the kingdom while they're walking with us every day, because angels do eat. Receiving food from heaven while they're sitting there walking with us every day, being so excited to be with us, knowing that they just came from home being dispatched to release them to us. Out lives. And I always make sure you guys enjoy being with me. I cannot just live here and not say anything to them. They're with me every day. Until I get a new dispatch, they'll be with me for that time. Going everywhere I go, receiving from home and I never get an angel. Three angels looked at me and say, wow. Look how you made. Look how he made you. We're not like that. We love how we are made, but look how you're made. Look at your body. And I was like, let me put some clothes on. <laughs> they was like, no, but look. Look how you made. They are so amazed by us. You have a spirit and a soul and a body. We just have spirit. Even God is just spirit. He giving you soul and body. In his image that way. Look at your bodies. If we see ourselves how they see us. We're like that with them. Look at you, angel. Oh, my God, look how big you are. Look how, you know? Look how mighty you are. Hallelujah. Thank you for receiving these words. Continue to steadfast. Hallelujah. I know you might feel a little distant, like, you know, might want to pull away a little bit, but that's not going to help. Mm-mm. Have to stay where you are. Keep doing what you were doing at first. In fact, do more of it. 
Don't do the opposite. Sometimes when it's regarding things that we really want so much, we try to, you know, pull away until it's time to receive, but that's not developing. That's trying to escape. You have to stand and face the reality from the world that you decided to live from, live by. Same goes for me. Hallelujah. I know you hear this table. Jesus, let me tighten it up. But thank you for listening. Greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. And I thank you so much for listening, for interceding, for praying for me. This podcast is more like, you know, it's chill for me. It's not as if I'm like, you know, live somewhere. You know, it's more late. God said, don't say laid back. <laughs> it's more chill. God say, don't lay back if you're moving forward. God is really getting rid of Ebonics. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love you. God says, something's bad is bad. Don't mean something bad if you mean something good. That's a bad card. No. Do you like the card? Yeah. Then say it's a good card. Teaching us how to actually talk. We, we know what we mean, but to God, the way how we sound is the way how we sound. Because God speaks directly, not indirect. You know, Ebonics is speaking indirectly. Even sarcasm is indirect. It's hiding how you really feel by trying to throw humor on it. Like I'm about to insult you, but laugh, smile. You understand? Greater is he who's in us than he who is in the world. Every time a notification went off, every time you heard noise in the background, thank you for excusing that on this podcast. I just thank God that, you know, it is, you know, what God have it to be regarding using me. I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I think God, I'm not big on, you know, things being so perfect. Grew up off image and perfection, especially as an Israelite, big on image. And something like this, I would have just stopped it and started all over again. Now I'm like, who doing that? Uh-uh. Y'all all right. <laughs> Y'all all right here. <laughs> it been like that the whole time, you. <laughs> We heard notifications the whole time. We heard you snoring in your sleep. We heard it all. <laughs> Eating and out, in, belching and everything. Oh, God. What a podcast. Only you. Only you. <laughs> oh, God. But no, seriously. Thank you guys so much. Greater is he using us than he was in the world. I love you. <laughs> it won't be like that. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I don't be doing that. <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. <laughs> I love you. <laughs>